Little Heroes Comics is a UK-based charity that creates and distributes comic-making kits to children through hospitals and healthcare organisations across the UK, keeping them far from boredom and closer to creativity. Head to littleheroescomics.co.uk to find out how to donate and to help at this incredible charity today. One of the ways you can help them out and get some amazing all-age comics at the same time is by heading over to fairsparkbooks.co.uk. Nothing is more exciting than creating stories for kids and Fairspark Books bring you a whole host of them in different and exciting formats that are all aimed at encouraging imagination. You can find such titles as How to Make Comics with Springworth, Gallant Namos, Snuffy and Zoe, Megatomic Battle Rabbit, Leaf and so much more. Fairspark Books are partnered with Little Heroes Comics so a portion of the profits go towards their goal each year. Go to fairsparkbooks.co.uk and littleheroescomics.co.uk today to find out more. Little Heroes Comics. Bring a huge smile to comics creativity today. Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your host, Tom Stewart. With special guest, Rick Jackson. Yeah, not too bad at all. I'm, uh, I've just had a mad dash to get all the washing in before the rain came on, so that's always good. <laughs> Oh, what have you been up to? Um, oh man, too much at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I just um, I, don't, I get I, I get bored easily, and then I set myself loads of things to do, and then find I've got too much. But I think I probably would just die if I didn't live like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've just been well. I'm prepping everything for heads going to print at the moment. Right. Okay. So, um, as well as doing loads of other comic work as well, and yeah, then the day job and various other things as well <laughs> nice <laughs> nice well um there's no official start to this by the way dude so we're just kind of into it straight away so sure, yeah no no worries at all um what do you do for your day job um i work um for a local council oh right okay is, yeah yeah so um yeah i'm part of their web team oh nice so yeah nice. so rather different from the, from the comics end of things, really. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. That seems to be a current theme just now, though. I'm finding a lot of folk is that they've got completely different um, jobs from the actual comic really? stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or just, I think I've only spoken to one person so far that's been kind of close, but even then I would still say it was it was a deviation, like they did taught animation. So, oh, right, yeah. I mean, fair enough, but there were... A, teacher you know what i mean so it's kind of like, oh, it doesn't go hand in hand but hey ho <laughs> yeah, i mean I, I i used to um before i did this i was um i was in tv post-production which is probably a little closer but oh, wow. um yeah it's quite quite a change i did uh I spent about um 10 12 years in um working in tv Jeez. so yeah so it was um sort of started out just sort of doing like the kind of low level dubs and stuff like that yonks back and um then I got into DVD authoring when that was actually a skill that anyone cared about. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, remember when like DVDs were like you, you got a DVD and it was special because it did loads of crazy shit and whatever and that. Yeah. I, used to, I used to do that 
I'd, I'd, I, yeah, I'd program it all and stuff like that. So, oh, what? Uh, yeah, it was great, but like, no, then no one cared. <laughs> so, <laughs> I still care, mate. Like, I'm still yeah. caring. <laughs> you know, you get like all your hidden like Easter eggs and like all the animated menus with weird shit going on, and yeah, yeah. I did all that kind of stuff and whatever, and it was fantastic. And then there was just one day when kind of the, the public in general just went, I just want to watch a film. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. I just want to press play. <laughs> and that kind of died, unfortunately, after that. Oh, but, um, and then I worked in, um, after that, I was at, um, editing music videos for um, the Universal. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Jeez, so, you've had quite yeah. a career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, that's how I get bored easily, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fair enough. When when you were in TV, who did you work for a specific, uh, like a specific network, like or? Um, I was in the like the post production end of it all. So right. um, we would, uh, they'd be separate companies who'd have contracts with people. So um, they, yeah, we they used to do a lot of like TV ads and stuff. So um, one company I worked for, we did loads of stuff for like um, Honda. Um, was right. like a, a huge clients who used to do all their ads. Um, and then um, yeah, in, like the in the DVD realm. It was again. It was client based, so um, we had. Oh God, what? They, they end up being called Two Entertain, I think, which was sort of. Oh yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah. So you've seen it like they, they did loads of like um, BBC and Channel Four um, comedies and dramas. Yeah. So stuff like Teachers, Peep Show, that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? And um, oh. yeah, um, and then move. And we had Anchor Bay as well. Oh nice. Um, yeah. So we did loads of horror movies. So um, the biggest, thing, well, I say the biggest thing, the best thing I worked on was uh, Bubba Hotep. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, so all that, yeah. There was a team of us that all did the the Bubba Hotep stuff, and um, so if you if you can get hold of like the original DVD release of that, there's like all these 3D animated menus with all these weird like hidden Easter eggs are all based on the movie. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and we all got signed copies sent to us from Bruce Campbell. Oh, amazing! Um, yeah, I know. So, <laughs> And then we used, to, we used to we used to fuck about as well because because we, uh, we'd have it was quite creative and uh, it was a little company and, and it it was at that time when it was a sort of a burgeoning format right. so anyone who was throwing out ideas most of it would just get taken up um, so for Anchor Bay there's there's a movie called Shallow Ground oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which um, f- yeah few people have heard of but like those that have sort of kind of go oh yeah, yeah I know this it's like this weird sort of um, it's, it's kind of like loads of different subplots to it, but it, it basically the, the main thing is that it's this, uh, um, it's this small sort of like um, kind of forest town and whatever and that, and the sheriff's closing down because um, like they, they have no need for a police department. Yeah. <laughs> so they're actually closing down the sheriff's office because um, it's that sleepy. Um, <laughs> last day, this guy just walks in naked, covered in blood, um, like literally wow. completely completely covered in blood and it all sort of like spirals off into various different things and essentially he's, he's sort of like he's a ghost but we don't know who he's a ghost of until it gets revealed later on but um the so that's a very big iconic image from it and um yeah. and the poster is actually just a, um, a closed shot of just uh, the, him from behind just from the um from the calf down just walking across um, some boards leaving bloody footprints um so to animate the the um the, the menu yeah we've recreated it so um i i ended up being volunteered for it so i was i was painted in blood from like the waist down oh. uh, <laughs> and there's there's actually an easter egg on the on the dvd that's the making of the the, the menus and it's us in our studio um with me i'm basically i'm wearing like a bin bag nappy <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> to protect <laughs> my, me and my clothes and everything. And I, yeah, and it's just me being painted in blood and setting up the scene and stuff and shooting it. And then it kind of dissolves into what the actual, um, what, what the what the menu was. Oh man! So yeah, stuff like that was hilarious. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. I, uh, I I vaguely have memories of that film. I don't remember the premise at all. Like from you mentioning it, there, I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. But I do remember the title, and I do remember a guy being absolutely top to toe covered in blood somehow. Yeah. But I, I, I can't place the film at all of like yeah, who's you know, in like, it or anything. But even as I'm trying to sort of remember what the premise was, I'm like, that's about as much as I've got. I <laughs> It was one of those like, proper crazy horror movies where you're kind of watching it going, what is this? And then something else happens and something else happens. I know there's like a sort of, it, it kind of culminates in some weird, almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of, you know, at the end of that with like the, the family all sitting around the table. Yeah, yeah. At the end of Texas Chainsaw, it's a bit like that. Oh, wow. For kind of no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the sake of it. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's nuts. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic. It was, right. it, was good, it was goodness, but I mean, the amount of, amount of cool stuff you did, for all the cool things you did, though, there were 10... 10 utter dross titles that you'd get in as well yeah. I've seen Blackadder I love Blackadder but I've, I've, I've gone off it since I've seen it in every European language <laughs> uh, just to I do can it. imagine you had, to see it all. you had to watch it through to make sure it was all working you do it with all audio streams and all oh, all subtitles so you had a movie in and it'd have like yeah, if it was dubbed or something, you'd have to watch it with that on and then watch it with the subtitles on so you're sick to back teeth for these uh, movies by the time they were released <laughs> I can imagine Jesus, I couldn't I, actually. As much as I, as much as I love Black Adam myself, I couldn't imagine sitting through it for hours and hours and hours on end. Especially with some of the jokes that are in it, just seeing them again yeah. and again, you just like fucking hell. See, I mean, it's, it's, it'd be all right if you were kind of going, "All right, well, I'm going to watch Black Adam all day Monday, and then I'm going to do it again all day Thursday or something." But it's like, no, <laughs> it's, it's all day every day till Thursday, <laughs> there, and then it's done, yeah. and then you can watch the next season of Black Adam. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Yeah. No, it's like I was complain, I was like getting paid to watch TV essentially for, at one point. When it was just when I before I did the authoring and stuff, it was just it was the QC stuff I started on. So I basically just got paid to watch TV, um, which ain't a bad job. No, that <laughs> so is like that's like the dream job as you're growing up, right yeah. now. Yeah, um, I should ask just at the top, uh, just so that everybody at home knows uh, who are you, buddy? Yeah, sorry. I <laughs> The, the, the mistake you made Tom was just kind of going yeah we're, there's no real start to this so I just ran off it's all good uh, buddy I, I would have just I would have just kept going as well but I thought I best actually put this in and then we can keep going it's fine sorry maybe edit this bit at the start yeah it's fine start. honestly <laughs> so, so what was the direct question before I answer it wrongly and go off on another tangent that's okay man I just said uh, who are you I am Rick Jackson um, and to preempt possibly your next question as to what do I do in the world of comics? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Shameless, shameless plug. <laughs> uh, I am the creator, writer, and illustrator for the sci-fi private detective comic Heads. Nice. And the uh, absolutely amazing Rock and Purgatory, man. Oh, thank you kindly, mate. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I do love going back to that every now and then just to see some rock stars absolutely biting the bullet. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Put yeah. that right laugh on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually just jump back to what we were uh, speaking about, actually. Um, just purely, you mentioned horror films. Are you a horror film fan, then? Massively. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what would you say is some of your favourite horror films? Um, oh, man, it's a hard one. Uh, my 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 all time favorite Halloween. 
Okay. Um, it's simple. So yeah, the, the the original John Carpenter. Um, that's yeah, that's the bar for me. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I I I love a lot of the old sort of schlocky stuff. I'm a big Hammer fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do I do like a shit horror film. Um, there's there's a line though it's got to be shit in a sort of I don't know like you know like Plan 9 from Outer Space yes love that Um, and yeah it's just stuff that's on that edge of kind of like it's it's entertaining because it's shit not just it's terrible like (laughs) oh yeah I'm not not sitting through just some awful crap just for the sake of it but if if it's actually just sort of amusingly rubbish like um, another one I really like is Razorblade Smile ooh I've not heard Um, of that Oh, it's some sort of mid '90s um, British vampire movie. Ooh. Oh, it's terrible, but I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one of those like it's it it looks like an Amdram production. Do you know what I mean? Right, it okay, looks yeah, like yeah. It, it, it proper looks like it's sort of shot on someone's crap uh, crap camera, and it was a bunch of guys who kind of thought, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a go at this." And it, I think like when it was done at that time as well, um, I think there's an acceptability to crapness if you see what i mean yeah yeah yeah. it's like 1996 or something or 97 or i'm probably completely wrong with that but i I seem to remember being around that time and that's like yeah when like really low budget stuff was was quite difficult to do still yeah Um, true and whereas now low budget stuff is far too easy to do and actually production values for the consumer uh, are high you it doesn't cost you a lot and it's not a lot of effort to get some gear to shoot a half decent film as it goes these days just like you and your mates so if it's if it's a uh, a, like a proper release and it's still shockingly bad these days then Mm. i'll just kind of draw the line and go no there's you you haven't tried at all no exactly whereas you look at something like razor blade smile and it's like it it's it's naff but it's it also knows it's naff and it's trying (laughs) trying to be a bit naff as well um and i just applaud that sort of thing (laughs) <laughs> that's fucking awesome no I, uh, I, I I'm a big fan of horror as well that's why I was asking I wanted to see uh, I wanted to see what what greats were up there but you've named some pretty good ones like definitely I Which, always what would you say yours is man mate oh, horror film I probably my number one horror film is Omen um, oh good choice but I actually yeah. I'm actually a big fan I, I absolutely adore the original um, I like the sequels like I can watch them um, if they're on, kind of thing. Yeah. I don't tend to go out of my way to watch them, but I'll, I'll watch them if they're on. I actually really enjoy the remake. A lot of people hate the remake. It's not bad. No. Um, it's I went. Bad. I went to go and see that uh, in the cinema uh, when they were doing the whole six 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 release <laughs> thing. Oh, I nearly. I was. Um, I was with my band playing a gig that night. Oh really? Like, uh, yeah, and I was like, I had to cart all my gear back home, and I couldn't go to one of the midnight showings because <laughs> I was, yeah, in a van. <laughs> yeah, we um, we went. I think we went. It was uh, it was June six on the on two thousand six, and we went at six o'clock and wrote uh, sat in the sixth aisle in the sixth seat. <laughs> That's a good effort, mate. That's yeah. I think uh, I think the people in the cinema were just like, well, a couple of fucking losers, Jesus. <laughs> But hey, uh, but yeah, no. Number one, I definitely say is the Omen. But then I, I've I've been trying so desperately recently to find like new horror films that I enjoy. I find it really difficult <coughs> to find new stuff that I enjoy these days. Um, newly produced or stuff that you've not seen and is new to you. Um, just newly produced. Like I, I tried watching like Hereditary and. 
Um, (laughs) Yeah, just like there seems to be a new thing within horror that's like it's just the art film horror. It's not. It's not. It's not what I would class a horror film. They're just they've not got enough sort of shocking. I I don't know. Just going out of the way to get a sort of shocking moment or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just too artfully done. And it ends up just looking like an art house film as opposed to a horror film. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, Hereditary was was all right. I mean, I, I, without spoilers for anyone who's not seen it, uh, <laughs> the, 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 I, I didn't expect the, the the bit where she gets killed. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Okay. Uh, very early on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think just uh, that was. The, but in in that, I kind of thought, oh, that's that's some very good trailer editing. Yeah. Right, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it made it seem like that character was throughout yes which she kind of was yeah but um but not in the way that you think and actually sort of yeah that that death in that one within about 20 minutes or so i was like whoa i did not see that coming yeah Uh, that's probably the best bit in that film but yeah the rest um, of it's just dead slow and pacey and i mean i just i I found it it just got to the point where tony collette Balding her eyes out became almost like a fast show sketch. Yeah, <laughs> just like she's just—it it literally got to the point where everything just broke her down. And I mean, I know that the the point of it was that she was caving inside. Yeah, but I think just the fact that she was going like—it it reminded me as well of um, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Yeah, uh-huh. Freddy's Revenge. So the, like that whole the whole thing about um, the fact that Jesse and it is, is just like. He just screams and yeah. everything. Do you know what I mean? And it's hilarious. And it just reminded me of that because, like, it got to the point where pretty much, like, she'd, like, I don't know, she'd spill a coffee or something and just have a breakdown. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it wasn't having the impact anymore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's not like saying, like, the Babadook, where no. you know, look, at, oh, look at the way that sort of that built up and that got more upsetting and you felt for them more and more. And, yep. um, yeah, it just it wasn't, it didn't have that kind of kind of momentum to it no it's um oh sorry did i just rip my headphone out sorry um you don't have a breakdown like tony collette about it yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i don't know there's just it's like they're trying to it's almost like they're trying to class up the horror of it yeah and it just it just kind of takes an element out of it i think I, i kind of was like that way with there's there's three films that i i really just I've I've got a total bugbear about at the minute which is and I'm going to probably get a, a load of hate mail for these but hey ho it's uh, Hereditary, Mandy and The Witch and the three of them I just can't get into at all because yeah. it's just I, there's just not that that classic horror feel about them, they're just trying to class it up too much and I'm just like nah, nah, nah no way no way. I've I've not seen Mandy yet, um, no. but um, one of my best mates um, is a massive horror fan. He'd, um, he's a, a horror scriptwriter as well. Um, we know each other very well in respect to our tastes. Um, and he saw Mandy, and I just got a message from him going, "Don't see Mandy, or if you do, just know that I told you don't see it." Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm not taking the flat for you just being pissed off of that film." <laughs> so. no, that's fair enough. Oh well. I've, I've... Everybody was saying it was so good. I was sitting like, oh, I must be on my own in this one, but it's good to know somebody else is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he quite enjoyed it, but he was like, I know one person who will hate it, and it's you. <laughs> so yeah. I, I got into a big row with him. Well, I said, no, no, I didn't, didn't get into a big row with him. He just bore the brunt of my vitriol about Kill List. Oh, right, okay. 
yeah. yeah. And I, it's like, I just, again, it's, it's a polarizing film. Some people think it's the most amazing thing they've ever seen. I watched it and thought, what's this load of old bollocks? Yep. And, and I just, but it annoyed me so much because it just, it, it felt like it was deliberately trying to catch people out. Yeah. And I felt like it was, it, it was, it was a strategically calculated film in that respect. Yeah. And so I did a little bit of research into what Ben Wheatley's thinking was behind it. Um, and from what I could find out, it seemed like he kind of had a bit of an idea, didn't really think it through, thought it might be about something, made a film that he pulled loads of imagery into. Yeah. And ultimately kind of went, oh, I'm just going to fuck about this, piss people off. Yeah. Um, and I kind of a little part of me respects that but is the fact that he kind of puts it out there in a such a pompous way of sort yep. of a I bit mean, holier than thou do you know what i mean whereas if he was kind of just going i'm just fucking with you um <laughs> then I'll, I'll be all right with that <laughs> but, but um yeah I yeah don't know, just i'm totally with I'm, you on that man totally with you on that i think the best one i've seen in recent years and again it's one that some people kind of go oh fuck off mate it's terrible it <laughs> follows uh yeah yeah I'm 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 sort of on the fence about that but yeah 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 I, I know where you're coming from yeah did you see it in the cinema no I didn't no I think that that's, was my mistake no, and I think that's the thing I think if I hadn't seen it in the cinema I probably think it's just an okay horror film right um but um you know the whole um story around Suspiria um and the um the score for that as to sort of uh, how Dario Argento had that orchestrated yes but it was basically the band goblin who um who wrote all the music for it and performed it um and actually there's still like there's um screenings of it with goblin playing the score live yeah go on really now as well but um i remember my mum went to see that um and um this would have been before i was born obviously but she's she said the only movies uh, the only two movies she's ever seen in her whole life that have terrified her so much were the exorcist when it first came out mm-hmm um, and she kind of blames that on the hype um, because she went into it thinking that it was going to be the most terrifying thing she'd ever seen in her whole yeah. life. And, and I, was, I was scared before she walked in. All right. um, but in <laughs> hindsight, she kind of went, it was a good horror film, but it wasn't It wasn't as brutally horrible as everyone says. Yeah. Um, the other one's Asperia, and, and it was mainly down to the score because it was like it was so ramped up that the floorboards were shaking in the theatre that she was in and stuff, and it was just the the intense feel of of the score being there that it was almost like an additional character. Yeah, um, and she she was so freaked out by the score, and then all the all, all the dark imagery and uh, uh, that Argento puts into that film as well mm-hmm. was, was added to it, um, and she's seen it since. Um, or, or on DVD or on TV and stuff like that. And she's kind of like, yeah, it's a it's a very good horror movie, but it's, it lacks an element when you're not sitting there with it being pumped in hourly to you. And and it follows did that. Um, and from the very opening scene, um, the bit where the girl comes out of the house and runs away, and the, the score kicks in, yeah. and then every time every time there's a suspected um, entity that's following someone, yes. the score kicks in, and so and and. And even like the nicer bits where it's sort of it's, um, it's a very sort of 80s kind of uh, synthy soundtrack when it's um, when it's just in the uh, in the interactions between the kids. Yeah. Um, but even that, there's so, like, everyone's got a theme. I mean, I know this is obviously how, uh, how scores are created anyway, but everyone's got a theme. <laughs> but they've also they also seem to all again in the cinema at least they had their own um, volume level almost. It was really weird. So yeah, some I get people that. Were, 
prominent than others um, and it made you feel for more characters and then obviously yeah, when certain things kicked in and it was uh, like all, all the action kicked in and, and the score was going nuts and you could hear the speakers straining do you know what I mean and I was yeah. like this is a bit much <laughs> I was like this is quite an experience and it's quite intense and I did come out feeling quite exhausted from it really exhilarated but I was like that was that was a lot yeah um and then watching it at home, it was like it's a very good film, and I've, I remember that, and so I'm getting sort of worked up around some of those some of those bits I know are coming. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have so quite the same impact. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, definitely. I kind of I had the same the same kind of feel behind a Maniac, but the remake. Maniac. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I went went to see it at the cinema, and I think I, I, I kind of saw Maniac with a good crowd as well because it was part of like a horror evening at our local cinema. Nice. And they were really like everybody was getting behind it and getting the whoa fuck you and stuff yeah. that's happening. Oh yeah, when you get that guy in the spray. Yeah, and then watching it again at home, it's like I got the feeling from the cinema. But yeah, I think if anybody had watched that at home, it probably wouldn't be as good. You know what I mean? I think yeah. because you've got the atmosphere and the fact that there is no soundtrack at a lot of bits when Elijah's mm. coming up behind all these all these different women, is when he's when he's coming up, the soundtrack just drops completely. Um, you get that intensity in the cinema, whereas at home you're just like, oh, right, okay, fucking hell, come on, move yeah. on, move on, <laughs> killer, come on, this is it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, um, it's funny that you mentioned soundtracks. One of the uh, and just music in general. One of the uh, questions that I was going to ask is, what kind of music do you like? Um, pretty much everything. But if I had to pin it down to one thing, it's metal. Yeah, which you probably gather from rocking poetry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's in my blood, mate. So, um, yeah, absolutely love metal, but um, oddly into all kinds of other stuff. I'm a huge fan of like cheesy pop music and jazz and nice. um, hip hop and reggae and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I grew up in a household that was um, <clears throat> it was my mum listening to um, ska and reggae and my dad listening um, to punk and metal. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, so I had a bit of everything there. Yeah. So I, I recently, uh, I, I was, uh, a mate asked me, um, "What's the band you've seen most often?" And the t- uh, I was like, oh, "There are two bands that I've seen most often. I can tell you how many times but the two bands I've seen most often are Cradle of Filth and UB40." Oh. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. And funnily enough, that's with Cradle of Filth is with my dad, and UB40 is with my mum. Nice. Um, we, go, we go to gigs. Uh, uh, yeah. So it was like, that's really weird, isn't it? So, but oh. um. Yeah, um, yeah, enormous metal fan there. Nice. Uh, uh, Cradle Filth still going, yeah. Cradle Filth, yeah, 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 they, uh, they are. They're in fact, they've just announced um, they're doing one of those play the album in its entirety um, things uh, for Cruelty and the Beast, their classic. Um, oh, seriously? Album. Yeah, um, yeah, they, they've been because they've been doing it in um, in the states and in um, Australia. Um, they're doing one UK show at the London Palladium oh, um, nice. in October. So um, yeah. Um, I got quite excited about that. So, uh, so, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen them live? No, I've not. For years, for years, I've been meaning just to even go, just to experience uh, it more than anything. But they're one of those bands. I've, I've got a mate who, who you would never put in a metal gig at all. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, he's, um, he's a huge, uh, he's a huge Madonna fan. Oh, really? um, yeah, it's just a far. I don't, yeah, sometimes I do sort of sit there having a beer with him, thinking, well, "How are we friends?" But <laughs> um, we're poles apart, but we're just mates. Um, but um, yeah, um, the the one metal band that he wants to see is Cradle of Filth because he's heard so much about them, nice. and um, they haven't actually done um, 
many of the sort of full stage show gigs in a while. Oh, really? Um, so this will be a big one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen them when they've done sort of, yeah, when they've had sort of fire breathing strippers hanging from chains from the, yeah. uh, from the ceiling and stuff like that. And like, Oh, the first time we saw them me and my dad we had a great time we had a, had a few drinks and we were quite pissed by the end of it all um, and we thought it was like most people were leaving we thought it was all over but there was a, another encore um, <laughs> and, and this like I, I, I think it happened I know we were drunk but my god we, we turned around to the stage and was like are we actually seeing this um, <laughs> there was just but this kind of 10 foot ghoul that was almost like a kind of grim reaper style thing that just sauntered onto the stage <laughs> and just just as, uh, as like all the smoke started coming up, we're like, "What? Has someone spiked us? What's going on?" <laughs> and then they came and they played another three songs with this thing in the background. I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is nuts!" Jesus. But, but yeah, they're, they're, yeah, definitely worth seeing. They're, yeah, they were, um, they were one of the first ever band T-shirts that I got when I was younger. It was like an, my auntie gave me it. She was like, "Oh, you're into metal. You like this?" And <laughs> I kind of got it and looked at it from top to bottom. It was like a long sleeve t-shirt that was every inch of it was covered with something, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh I just remember looking at it. It was like this woman with like a split open face and big fangs and everything and I'm sitting uh, going, "What yeah, the yeah. I'm like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" Like, Jesus. And then heard the music and went, "Oh, it makes sense." You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's nice. yeah. <laughs> Um, Palomar when I was younger, I actually went to see them and said it was like they had circus of horrors with them as oh, well so they were man. playing with like all oh, the guys sticking the stuff through their tongues and everything as they were playing i was like that's fucking awesome yeah so yeah that'd be fantastic yeah <laughs> it's not it's not something i'd ever go out my way to see but um i'd definitely go and see it if they were performing with them you know what i mean kind of thing yeah yeah exactly um it'd be pretty cool what's uh what's the last uh live thing that you saw um oh god it was our last say um it was i can't remember which one was the last one but two gigs in a week um so uh skeleton witch um they were fucking love they're, they're probably my 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 new favorite band even though they're not very new right but um yeah absolutely love skeleton witch um and that was the same week that i saw phil campbell and the bastard sons so that's um phil campbell <laughs> the guitarist from motorhead yeah 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 um, and his band and his band are all his kids oh really <laughs> <laughs> apart from the singer who's like is one of his son's best mates um <laughs> and yeah if, i'll tell you what if you want a fucking good night out go and see phil campbell the bastard sons it's just brilliant it's nice. um I mean, whether you like Motorhead or not, it doesn't matter. It's just it's it's just drinking music, and right. um, they uh, they they play a few Motorhead tracks. Um, they've got an album out, and a few EPs, and they play all that, and it's just loads of fun. Um, it's it's a really weird dynamic because actually, like sort of um, Phil Campbell's what in his sixties and whatever, and that knocking yeah. seventy now. Um, he still belts it all out on that, but you can just see. I, I've I've seen Motorhead a hundred times as well, and um, they. Yeah, he always looks like he's having loads of fun. Um, but he's, and they're playing like tiny little venues. Um, so this is like, I saw him in a place that would like holds about 350 people. Right. Um, and the la- last time I saw Motorhead, they were playing Brixton Academy, which holds what, like 6,000 or something. Um, so yeah, so he's just playing to, uh, playing to <laughs> tiny little crowds and it's just him and his kids and all his kids look like they're having a fucking great time. <laughs> just, yeah. Cause, um, a, I think it was two of his kids were um, in a band called Tiger Please um, right, about six, seven years ago or something. Yeah. Um, and very different sounding music. It was very sort of uh, kind of post-emo, um, 
yeah, almost sort of um, kind of sounded like stuff like the Gaslight Anthem. All right, um, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's that kind of thing. Um, great band, um, fantastic musicianship, even even back then. I mean, they must have been sort of like late teens, early twenties, whatever, yeah. and that. Uh, but totally different. And then that kind of like dissolved a bit. Um, and then Phil Campbell started doing some solo shows, even though like sort of was still kicking about. He was just he just fancy doing something else. Yeah. And in fact, he just dragged his kids along to do covers. And it just went from there, and they just kind of they've got well into it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a good laugh. <laughs> Proper rock and roll show, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no, but... no, no pretense, and no like it's the, it, it's enough showmanship that is entertaining without it being cringy. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a, a severe lack of a good rock and roll show these days. So yeah, that's yeah. It's good, kind of the, good to know somebody's still doing it. Yeah, you know the whole sort of like kind of yeah, everyone everyone makes a noise kind of yeah, and getting like getting people to do shout outs during songs and whatever nice. I was like when well, I sing this you sing that kind of thing it's that but imagine sort of like your pissed mate doing it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, while, while you're pissed and so is everyone else it's, it's that kind of like yeah fuck it why not we'll do it yeah so it's, it's like you know when you, if you're stone cold sober and it's the middle of the day and someone says karaoke and you kind of go no fuck off why would I do karaoke right now but at the right moment when someone says karaoke you're like yeah definitely I'll do fucking living on a prayer mate go on <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's that kind of vibe yeah oh fucking awesome that's good man you, that's that's a that's a, a good review of a of a gig definitely <laughs> I'm now sitting going, fuck, I want to go see this now. <laughs> um, it's a good laugh. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you play anything yourself? Yeah. Yeah, so I've been in, in and out of bands, slash band, because it's mainly been the same guys. Um, oh, okay. yonk, yonks now. Um, so I play guitar and do vocals. Um, and it's, yeah, for the majority of the time that I've been playing, it's been the same three of us in different incarnations of of what we do. No. Um, so yeah, we started off, um, in a band called Manincari that was, um, very sort of, uh, I don't know. Do you remember, do you remember a band called Ruben? Yes, I do. Yeah. Ruben and like hundred reasons. Yes. Um, yeah, it was that kind of, that kind of sounds. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and then we went very metal and it was very sort of <laughs> Dillinger escape plan. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, we just completely, we loved all that anyway. And we, um, and we, like, we still do. Do you mean, I'll, I'll, I'll sit and listen to Ruben followed by Dillinger escape plan. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Followed by Girls Aloud, followed by Tom Waits. <laughs> on, on, any, on any given day, do you know what I mean? Um, so, but yeah, we went very sort of Dillinger escape plan style sort of thing, Poison the World, that kind of oh, sound. Awesome. Um, and it got heavier and heavier from there. So the last kind of thing we've done was um, kind of a doomy version of Cancer Bats almost, I suppose. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, and we're still giving it a go. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> still the same kind of sound. Um, at the moment, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a lot doomier. Right, um, okay. Very sort of, um, yeah, kind of, um, kind of like Conan and Monolord. That sort of like kind of un- underground doom kind of sound to it and whatever. And it's, yeah, it's a good laugh as well. We're all we're tuned down to B. For anyone that for anyone that plays guitar, that they'll kind of Probably. go, "What? Oh my god!" Um, yeah, and it's all fuzzed, fuzzed up the hell and whatever and that. And um, yeah, try, trying to keep things uh, loud and going as much as possible. Yeah, I think we like literally as we progressed, we just we just kept tuning down. <laughs> Started out in like standard tune, and then went to D, then went to C, then went to B. We're thinking of going to A, and it's yeah. The think, strings become like bloody bass strings, eh, mate? It's ridiculous. Yeah, you try th- and play it. It's I, like, 
I feel that's the kind of um, progression of any kind of metal band, to be fair. I mean, I was watching sessions with uh, Alexis on Fire playing some of their uh, some of their new stuff recently, and it just has got so much more bassy and lower that I'm just like, really? hell, what's going on? But the vocals haven't, which is strange. The vocals seem to have got higher, and it's a lot more okay. it's a lot more Dallas and stuff in it as well. But just everything seems a lot more. It's a lot slower and just a lot more deep, and I'm just like, oh Jesus, this is like they just get heavier and heavier every album and a lot lower down. So yeah, I think they do just tune down every every album. <laughs> Seems to be the natural to progression. Listen, I've not listened to them in a while. They were one of those bands that didn't massively grab me at the time. Um, there were a couple of songs that I was like, that's genius, but overall it just didn't get me. But um, I, I think, don't know. I might have, if, I, from what you've just described, there, I was like, actually, if I applied that to what I know of them, that sounds like I might like that. <laughs> I think they, um, <laughs> I think they're the kind of band you ha- they have to hit you at the right time. Yeah, yeah. I've got a mate who's like, they're they're, they're pretty much her favourite band, um, and that's kind of what she said. She was like, I I heard them at a time that was just right for me, and that's all I can hear now. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, fair play. Yeah, when I heard their first album. I was not in a place for them at all. Like, there was a first album was very screamo, very kind of... There was a lot of um, chord progressions that were very sort of... Um, uh, very Dillinger-esque, really. Very yeah. sort of math core. And I just was totally confused by it. Like, what the fuck is this? And then it was like... Uh, next album... Oh, God, I can never remember the name of it. The one with the screaming girl on the front cover. Um, that, that's yeah. That's I think that's the only album that I can't listen to. Went yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. And, some, and some belters on that. Well, when it when it came to that, that's when it it hooked, and I don't know why because it was literally only about six months before I was going. God, these guys are shit. <laughs> um, and then I'm listening to the next album, like, oh, this is fucking awesome. This is great. <laughs> know, it's, it's weird, isn't it? We just hear stuff at the time, and you just like it's like I've, I've in the last year I've got quite into Seven Dust. All right, okay. And, and they're a band that I was just, I wouldn't give them the time of day. A couple of years ago, yeah. I remember I, I heard their first album, and I was like, and I, I actually had a ticket to go and see them at t- playing at a pub in Camden. Oh jeez! And yeah, and I didn't go because I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like a fiver for a ticket, and um, and my mates were all going. And I was like, I, I think we all went to like um, the World's End in Camden for beers for, before, and so I went all the way to fucking Camden, and then <laughs> I just went, oh, I was just saying the World's End. <laughs> me, and, me and one of a mate stayed and we're just like we just stayed drinking and listening to the metal in the world 10 and um i just couldn't be bothered and then i heard a few more songs later on i was like nah it's not doing anything for me and then yeah about a year or so ago i just thought like oh, i'll give him another go why not and i was like fuck me this is great yeah um and like the the album they released in 2015 i, I think it's fantastic and there's uh, and again, i mean there's some bits that was sort of like yeah going back through their careers I'm not as much of a fan of that but I totally get it now I sort of see what they're, they're doing yeah and I'm like, yeah I like this I can enjoy this <laughs> I've got um, I've still got a t-shirt from Reading Festival 1998 and it's one of those um, one of those ones that's got like the full the full lineup on the back of it yeah, yeah? And at the time, I, I, I do remember one of these two bands that I'm going to mention. Uh, I remember one of them being on this this little stage and thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake, they're in the middle of two bands that I want to see." And I thought, "Oh man, this what, these 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 guys are never going to get anywhere. What the hell are they even here?" <laughs> um, and so I went and watched one band left, came back afterwards and whatever. Um, and yeah, looking at years later, um, on basically the tiniest stage at, uh, at Reading Festival, um, I was going to see a couple of bands that literally disbanded about two months after that oh, like, festival. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, these guys are great. They're going to fucking take over the world. Um, so the band that was in between the two that I liked, um, so this was, they would have been like third on, Muse. And opening band who I walked past and went, oh, fuck me. Coldplay. Um, oh. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, I mean, Coldplay when they started off were just like people were naming them as like a, a B side to embrace. So you know, it was at that time people just thought, "Fuck, you know, these guys are shit." Like they're having their songs written by the guy from Embrace. They just sound like Embrace. Like they're awful. So you know, nobody can blame you for that. To be fair, <laughs> um, Muse on the other hand, ee, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Again, they're just one of those bands that. Uh, then they're not a bad band they just don't like it's never done it for me yeah no and, i get that and i, I suppose that. as well I, I i i always have this conversation with people and i, I say about slipknot as well. i quite like slipknot but mm. I, I don't get why slipknot is so big no i'm, I'm yeah. with you on that dude and um and, and muse are one of those other bands as well as like um i know that any, anyone's a muse fan's gonna, they're gonna fucking hate me but every time <laughs> i listen to every time i listen to muse it just sounds like the same song um it's a very good song but it's the same song um and it's just yeah, um, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I just I didn't. I can't. They're, again, they're great musicians, and as, as a three piece, I really respect what they do. Yeah, because my band's a three piece, um, and actually, they they don't. I've seen them live a couple of times as well. Again, at festivals and things. So it's like I, I wouldn't go and see them, but when they're on, I was like, all oh, right, well, fuck it, I'll have a beer and watch this for a bit. And yeah. actually, seeing what they're doing, I'm like, it is just three guys just doing that, um, and that's actually really impressive. Um, and that's like what I try and do with my band as well. We don't sort of we don't write anything that we can't play live without help. Right. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like, yeah. if if it's, yeah, when we we actually expanded to have another guitarist at one point, we're like, okay, we can write second guitar parts now. Yeah. But before that, no, there's no second guitar parts. There's no overdubs. There's no cellos on it. Or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. if we can't do this, the three of us live, then what's the fucking point? Yeah. And Muse do that. But they do it to the nth degree, and uh, I, 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 I respect that totally. But I, I just, yeah, I, I never would have seen them getting that big. And the same with Slipknot as well. It's like you listen to that first Slipknot album, you're like, that's just a fucking load of noise. Yeah. It's quite like it's quite an, uh, annoying to your parents and whatever. So I get why there's a load of fifteen year olds. I think it's amazing, and I was one of them. And, uh, so, and yeah, and you go and see them live, and it's like, yeah, this is great, and it's 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 fucking chaos and whatever and that. And but. I don't know. It was just like I did sort of think like, oh, they'll get two albums in and that gimmick will wear fucking thin. And um, yeah, and no. uh, yeah, but it's, it's weird though. If you listen to Slipknot and didn't know what they looked like, they're quite a good metal band. Yeah, yeah. But, but still, still, I wouldn't have kind of gone, oh yeah, well they're sort of yeah, they're they're rivals to the Metallica Throne or something. Do you know what I mean? I would, but they are. They're right up there. And I was like, I'm not sure why. But, no, uh, I, I I always got kind of confused because around that time there was them and uh, Mushroomhead going around at the same time. Oh my god, yeah! And uh, <laughs> I just remember being like, right, what one's what? What yeah, crazy face telling. makeup nine piece is 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 what band? I'm I'm really confused. Yeah. Um, and I would hear hear them and be like, right, uh, I think this is the one with the white faced guy as the front man. I can't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what though? Like. I, I, every time I, I think of Mushroomhead, I do think about them sort of going, like, sort of sitting there one day, just as a, as a four-piece band, going, <laughs> we should get some more members, it'll be a laugh, and they get some more members. Uh, we, we should be a bit more chaotic, 
and they they build that into the show i know let's do masks and shit oh no one's doing fucking masks and yeah. shit. this would be great and then i can imagine them just like booking a tour and then seeing slipknot and going oh for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> well i like, 20 minutes too late what the it's, it's, I always think of them like looking at their name as well and just being like yeah, fucking that. Slipknot why didn't we think of something that just rolls off the tongue mushroom head who fucking says that <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um, that sounds like a fucking Mario character this is bullshit <laughs> um, right dude I'm going to ask you some quick fire um, random off topic questions uh, fruit or veg? Uh, veg. Ooh, why so? Because um, I'll always eat veg if you put it in front of me, but if you... I'll, I'll just... I'll, I'll forget about fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I, take fruit to, I take fruit to work and bring it home. Right, okay. Yeah, it just, yeah. yeah it, just, it, it, just, it just sits there and I bring it back and then the same bit of fruit comes with me the next day. And you don't <laughs> want to do that too often with a banana. <laughs> no, you don't, right enough. Um, okay, uh, audiobook or real thing? Real thing. I've, I've never listened to an audiobook. Have you not? No. And um, one of my friends, who's actually um, my comics editor, um, he listens to audiobooks all the time, and and he's getting he keeps trying to get me into them. But he actually, I, I, again, I'm, I'm going off one person's um, one person's advice here and whatever about what <laughs> what audiobook is, but. Um, I, I didn't realise that they do the voices. And he's, he's like, oh, yeah, they do the voices. And I was like, yeah. what, what, for character? I was like, what? I, I don't understand. I mean, I'm intrigued now just to listen to this. Um, the only audiobook that I really do want to listen to is the Alan Partridge one, just because it's Steve Coogan doing it as Alan Partridge. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. So, yeah, yeah so I was like, I'm going to get that. But that doesn't feel like an audiobook to me. That sounds like a Steve Coogan radio play. Yeah, um, <laughs> good um, good ones to get are sort of comedians' um, autobiographies and stuff where it's them that are doing it because they'll usually add stuff to it. Oh, that's um, just, just stand-up without watching it, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, like, say, um, I think the three that I thoroughly enjoy are um, Kevin Smith, Nick Offerman and Amy Poehler and it's all because they just totally riff and they bring guests in and everything like <laughs> oh, that brilliant. and it's fucking brilliant. It's great. So you get the book and uh, I've read each one of the books right through but listening to the audiobook is like a different it's like a whole other experience oh, added on you know what I mean? Yeah I'm down with that. Yeah that's really good. Um, but you've really got to look for those. You've got to look for the ones that are read by the author kind of thing. Um yeah. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, definitely. I mm. think I'm haunted as well. Oh, really? Well, not me personally. I've like, <laughs> not been taken over by a spiritual parasite. But um, this is going no, to the I, Exorcist territory. <laughs> it is. No, I, 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 um, I, I'm not sure if it's followed me to my new house, but I definitely think that my old house was haunted because um, there were a few experiences. So. Um, which, yeah, I used to upset my missus about a lot. There was one, <laughs> one really weird one when my, um, my son Toby, um, he was, what, I suppose um, 18 months. Right. Um, and it was just me and him in the house, and we were sitting in the kitchen, um, and um, uh, it, I was I'd sitting there having dinner with him, and he's sitting in a high chair, and he's facing me directly. Behind him on a little... Um, sort of little trestle table thing um i had a laptop up um and it just had some music playing on it and um he uh, it was behind him completely so and it was used it was used to that it was the place he always sat um and he um he was sitting there with me 
we were just talking away and whatever. He was sort of, yeah, obviously it was 18 months, so it's not a proper conversation. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but we were chatting away and whatever. Um, and then apropos of nothing, he leant all the way around, faced the laptop, looked at it, stuck his hand out, waved and went, bye-bye, and then looked back at me and the laptop turned itself off. Um, yeah, nothing else happened. No other power went at all. Just the laptop turned itself off. And I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Um, and then after that, um, he used to, um, in the living room, if you were holding him, he'd look above the door, but only if the door was open at a certain um, a certain level and at a certain time of night, um, he'd look up and he'd wave and say hello um, above the door. Um, and um, also then um, down next to um, his wardrobe in his room um, every morning and every night he'd say good morning good night to something over next to the wardrobe um, so that was a bit weird um, <laughs> Jesus um, and I, I, actually, I actually did a little comic on, on my website um, there's a comic called um, Peekaboo um, which is a three pager Right, um, which is about um, a woman sort of like just bouncing her baby um, on her lap um, in the living room and um, and the baby sort of looking um, behind her um, and it's the, uh, the little sort of um, line of like oh what, what are you doing there anyone think you could see a ghost um, and then the third page is this huge splash of this massive monstrous thing that's sitting behind her <laughs> that the baby can see um, yeah so um, yeah so I've, 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 I did that and it was based on my missus and, uh, and my son <laughs> did really like that <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> oh nice oh fuck <laughs> Jeez, that's a uh, kids. God, kids are really freaky <laughs> with stuff like that. Kids are really freaky with stuff like that. Anyway, but that is that is extra creepy. The bye bye bit just. Oh. Yeah, that was. I, I, I got. I mean, I, I found it quite amusing with the sort of him, him doing. I, I, I don't know. I don't really. I have no. I no evidence of anything of, of this at all it's just whatever happens isn't it but no, nothing that's happened to me that, that i believe might be what i think it is yeah as hostile in any way shape or form um but the the bye-bye to the laptop thing that's did good, get me a bit mainly because it was just the two of us in the house and i was like oh, i'm not really keen on this <laughs> <laughs> if this progresses this yeah <laughs> i've got no one to help out <laughs> um Still or sparkling? Um, still or sparkling anything or still or sparkling water? It's up to you, dude. Water or anything. Um, so fizzy or flat, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I would go sparkling, though I wouldn't necessarily say that in every in- instance. Okay, okay. Uh, white or brown bread? Uh, brown. Ooh, nice. Uh, Batman or Superman? Batman. Yes! Uh, <laughs> Right, this one's going to get pretty heated. This is quite a political topic right here, <laughs> okay. so this one's pretty bad. Java cake, cake or biscuit? Um. <laughs> no. Do you know what? It's one of them, like, I've heard people sort of do this, whole, oh, here's a cake or a biscuit, and I've never entered into it, nor actually thought myself. <laughs> asked. Um, I don't know. Well, yeah, what would what would you? It's a cake. Are, you are you sure? Yeah, it's a small cake in the same way that a, like a, a, you know you get those little slices of Victoria sponge. It's this. Uh, there's the same quantity of that. You know, you know what I mean. You get the little Kipling package. Yeah, it's got yeah, like yeah. Six slices in it or something. It's got like an angel cake in it or something. Yes, it's the same quantity of that as there is of a uh, of a Jaffa cake, <laughs> and you can get cupcakes that are about the same size as a Jaffa cake, um, and a biscuit should crunch. Right. Okay. 
There you go. That's my rationale for it. Hate okay. me if you like, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm finding out, I'm, I'm finding out everybody's different answers on this, and I'm like, this is interesting. This is good. <laughs> um, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, an, an actor or an astronaut. Ooh, how how so? An astronaut, actor, I can kind of probably get, <laughs> but astronaut. <laughs> Um, oh, just the idea of going to space. Just oh, really? Yeah, I just uh, it's just fascinating. Yeah, in my opinion, it's it's just even at such a young age, like I remember sort of being five or six and just thinking I I, I wanted to be both. I think uh, so. Um, so you essentially pro- wanted to be Tom Hanks in Apollo thirteen. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Next question. Um, so, <laughs> um, no, it's just it's, it's, it's just yeah. Um, I, I remember I liked the idea of being an actor, but actually, wouldn't it be amazing to go to space? Yeah. I, yeah. I suppose probably I didn't necessarily want to be an astronaut as a career as such, but I wanted to go to space. And if I could go once, then you'll probably go again. Yeah, <laughs> they probably trust you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> invested all that into training you, and then you're you'd probably go again. Do you know what I mean? So you might as well do it as a living. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, on the same vein, if you uh, if you ever met an alien, how would you greet them? Um, probably a cuddle. <laughs> Everyone with a cuddle before so, before, before he gets yeah. the blaster out and vaporizes you. Uh, he might not have a blaster. He might not have hands. It's very true. Could be. He might not be a he. He might oh. not be. He might not be a, an adjective. Yes. Very very diplomatic of you, sir. Very diplomatic. <laughs> um. Oh, if you could have any mundane superpower, what would it be? Um, oh my god, what's a mundane superpower? Even just a few, the few that came to mind was like they sound mundane. I was like, no, they're quite clever. They're well, quite, like when, slowing down time, to like, the, but that's actually, like, but like for everyone, including me, it just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just so the time goes really slow and you can just chill. One's a, that feels quite mundane, but also at the same time, it's like. Do you want a Do you want a couple of examples? Yeah, go on then. Um, being able to put the washing out really quickly, um, like super speed, but just the washing, nothing else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> being able to pour the perfect diluting juice. Um, oh, every every time. Mundane. Every time. Um. And being able to get the right temperature of water for having a bath. Oh, in that case, if 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 that's the, if that's the 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 way we're going, it's it's bins out by telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, I want that superpower. <laughs> oh, big time. That's good. That's good. Um. Let's see, what else have we got? If you could save the world with just one sentence, what would you hope it would be? I've got a specific situation of of, of, of being with a supervillain who's going to absolutely destroy everything, like Galactus about to eat us or something. <laughs> It'd just be, get a fuck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is like, you know how Doctor Who sort of like does his massive orations and then ends it with, and I'm the Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of go, shit. Um, yeah, just none of the build-up. Just get a fuck, mate. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, I would love that if that was actually written into one of the superhero comic books or one of the films just at the end of it just being like, I get a fuck, that's it. Um, do you... thing that Iron Man would say if like, yeah, t- Tony Stark if he was from yeah. Bermondsey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the, the Council of State Iron Man, definitely. Although that'd be more like Tin Can Man or something like that, probably. Probably, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um... Paint a paint a special brew man something something along those lines. Um, do you object to anything just out of sheer stubbornness? Um, no, I don't think I do. Oh, nice. I'm quite. I'm, no, I'm, I'm. I'm. You seem very chill, man. So I I'm very quite much chilled and like yeah. I thought I was, yeah. I, I, no, crack on. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Other than possibly people objecting to things out of stubbornness <laughs> and there we go that's the winning answer that's it that'll never get asked ever again that's fine <laughs> um if you could be any animal for a day what would you be um tree frog oh nice why, why a tree frog um sit in the sun look the absolute bollocks uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, just it just seems it seems a cool little cool little gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I don't, I don't think they get eaten much either, do they? Um, I don't think so. I mean, everything gets eaten, but like, it's, yeah, oh, I, I wouldn't can't... be a capybara. Everything eats that. So <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> but, um... I don't have um, I don't have images in my mind of uh, Attenborough saying anything about the tree frog right enough about it. A predator looking out on it, so. Yeah, that does make sense. I think it looks a bit sort of, it's, yeah, it's kind of like going out in purple trousers. Everyone's going to kind of go, whoa, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> would you say Would you say that's your uh, favourite animal? Um, no, I like a sloth. Yeah, it's just that's just what's that all about? <laughs> My missus doesn't believe they exist. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, that's a different avenue, all in all. How does she not believe they exist? I imagine she really does believe they exist, but her, her, her blanket response, if anyone mentions the sloth, is, is one of two responses is, doesn't really exist, or <laughs> it's, it's made out of shredded wheat. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Look at it, it's got arms made out of shredded wheat. That's, that's, she's not wrong. But, it's um, true. <laughs> Just yeah, just the existence of that. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Does it take like two weeks to go for a piss or something? It's just it's just it's, <laughs> it's just this. Ah, oh, this. Have you seen him swim? Yeah, just floating that's on nuts. by. That just... is the best thing because they because they don't just float though, do they? No, they they, they do have a swim, but it's swim. so slow. Yeah, exactly. They do it so slowly with those massive limbs and it just looks fucking brilliant but then if you actually just watch the progress like, they're getting about swimming yeah. but no other animal would pull that off <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant um are you a dog or a cat man um dogs yes cats <clears throat> I think the uh, the internet is now screaming at you, man. That's it. <laughs> the thing is, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I I grew up with cats and dogs. 
Um, yeah, and oh, oh, yeah, cats are all right and whatever, but there's just cat, cats are all right one to one as just sort of as an entity, though. Fuck off. It's just, <laughs> it's just a smugness to it. <clears throat> there's these ones near where I work, and these, um, there's, there's a couple of like, um, parking bollards, and they just sit on them and scowl at you. And yeah. just, I, just, I just want to push them off. <laughs> I, I wouldn't. It's not Twitch. Um, so, <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. You just look at me like, just why? Why must you stare at me like, like you hate me? We've never met. What's going on? <laughs> just, I don't know. There's the, the, and yeah, and sometimes like, I don't know. There's a, so a dog kind of, you can kind of tell. He kind of goes, yeah, I know where I am. I'm, I'm good with that and whatever. <laughs> Cat should know where it is, but it doesn't think it's superior. And um, just, uh, yeah, I don't know, just just smugness. Just I do, I do sometimes think that cats <laughs> could see the back of us, definitely. But um, yeah. but there is the... I, I do look after um, cats as well as dogs. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, there's some of them that do act more sort of like, oh, I'd die if you weren't here. Sort of thing, so I do see both sides. Um, I don't know, that's a bit cloying as well, would it? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, dogs just kind of like dogs, just, just dogs, just pleased. Yeah, just, just <laughs> pleased with really everything. Pleased. You come home, brilliant, you're home. Oh, you're going out, great, great, off you go, come back, <laughs> yeah, you're back, brilliant. okay, going again, oh, can I come? <laughs> it's like, everything's exciting for a dog. Cats is like, oh, you're back, are you? Hmm. Um, or, or it's that, where have you been? You've left the room. I must be with you and rub myself. And I was like, oh, just fuck off. Just <laughs> just be your own fucking person. <laughs> Motherfucking thing, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry, oh. that was a longer answer than you expected. No, not at all, dude. That's exactly what we're going for. That's it. Oh, shit. I just noticed we're, uh, we're on the hour mark, dude. I can't, oh, nice. I can't believe that's been an hour. <laughs> Oh, that's been awesome. You're going to regret this one, mate. <laughs> not at all. Not at all, dude. Not at all. Um, <coughs> I'll ask you one last thing before we go, and then I'll get you to um, let everyone know where they can get you and whatnot. So I will uh, ask you, do you think they know how to cure death? And if not, do you think they ever will? No and no. Though I think that there's the potential for the human race to evolve if we don't destroy ourselves <laughs> before we get there to the point where we will live longer and and, be, and yeah not be able to see out death but just yeah just extend extend life yeah but yeah. there's you've got to have someone to live though first don't you? do you know what I mean it's not looking too fucking viable for a 300 year old person <laughs> is it right now so no not at the very moment no uh yeah nice oh god i feel like i've ended on a downer there um <laughs> cats are bastards though fuck them <laughs> I, I was literally just to pick it back up i was going to go favorite favorite garden tool <laughs> streamer but uh yes <laughs> i feel like i feel like a boss as you're walking about with it yeah exactly how can something that's just a bit of wire just do all that damage? Fuck you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, dude. Perfect. Well, uh, thank you very much for doing this, Rick. Uh, very, very good, man. Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> where can, uh, Where can everybody find you, etc.? 
Um, so you can follow me on Twitter at GoJacksonGo. Um, and you can find me um, on Instagram at RickJackson underscore art. And you can go and read loads of my comics for free at rickjackson.co.uk. And if you want to buy some, you can go to the Big Cartel version of that, which I can't remember if, if it's Rick Jackson first or Big Cartel first. But go to Big Cartel and look for me. Yeah, Nice. Nice little one. And you've got um, Heads 3 coming out. Probably whilst this, probably when this comes out, Heads 3 will be out by that point. But I hope so, yeah. Um, everybody should definitely take advantage of... Uh, buying heads and uh, diving in big time thank you i mean i, I tweeted the other day about it but uh, um thank you so much for um for not just mentioning it on um on the show as well um but also for sharing that around to the other guys and getting them reading it too i really appreciate that tom that's, ah, that means a lot man. that's all good dude but like i say we're always up for reading good comics man and your stuff's fucking ace so yeah thank you, mate. yeah i was uh I was very happy the day I stumbled across your stuff on Comic House, man. So yeah, and you're always a very big supporter of the show and stuff. So it's, it's oh it's man, good, it's man. great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's bloody brilliant. It's just it, 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 there's a there's a lot to be said about just sticking a mic on and having a chat, isn't there? So yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> works really nicely, mate. Keep it up. Nice. Cheers, dudes. Cheers. Right, cheers for that, dude. Uh, thanks very much. No worries, man. Thank you. Take care. Cheers. send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at thatcomicsmell share the podcast with your friends and followers we are on soundcloud spotify itunes youtube and most other places you find podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe thanks for listening our music is by Chart Smasher and this track is Dial Up. You can find Chart Smasher on Twitter at Joan Edam and you can buy the tracks on Bandcamp.